0: in this tunnel.
1: Welcome back to another episode of uh, Deep Dark Tunnel. We are here with producer, artist, DJ, Gum.mp3. How you doing today?
0: Yo, I'm good. I'm chilling. Enjoying the nice Virginia weather.
1: Lucky, lucky. Thank you so much for joining us on the tunnel. Um, just right off the bat, past tunnel alum, you know, Days God, Swami Sound. Okay. Now you, um, rounding out the whole LDIA squad. And my first question is, I really want to ask about the inception of LDIA. How did that come about?
0: Yo, um, I only joined because of Days actually, so I think it's probably what, two, three years ago, three and a half years ago maybe, Not nah, like three, when I met Daze, um, and I was just on Twitter, um, and we started making some tracks together and whatnot, and then he was telling me about this collective he was in, and they were trying to burn some CDs, and at the time, you know, I had been burning my CDs for a little bit, uh, I still burn my own CDs and whatnot, so, um, he was like yo can you make some cds for us i was like yeah easy uh so i got those printed um uh, burning the music on them. um and then i was just helping him out a bit with manufacturing like merch and stuff uh, and he was like yo you want to join i was like yeah sure uh, met everybody else just like doing music uh a little group chat on twitter we're just you know a couple musicians a couple artists just kept working together um kept helping days with cds here and there um doing my own releases working on tracks with people working on tracks with days and then you know swami i just knew some from college and then i introduced him to the days we all kind of started working together more and then yeah and then swami ended up joining <laughs> so then we just kind of you know we just kind of merged into this already pre-existing collective um and then when we started you know kind of coming up a little bit in new york uh with the dj stuff and the music stuff um we didn't really know how to refer to ourselves as a group as we, you know, we're not like Dab Funk, you know? So we didn't really have like a group name. <laughs> we just got kind of three guys. Um, but we needed something to make flyers with. So, you know, we came up with the LDNYC. Since so just, you know, just just a three. And we're always doing the same event kind of uh, in New York uh, at Misa Boer. Uh, and we get booked book locally quite a bit, not quite a bit, you know, a decent amount in New York. Um, so we play elsewhere sometimes. Uh, two of us might play a public Records or something. Um, so it's all still, you know, New York centric, um, even though I live in Virginia.
1: <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I want to go back to, you know, the idea of like burning steeds and stuff like that. Those who follow you on Twitter know that you are someone who talks about the importance of archival media and the preservation of physical media and all yeah. sorts of stuff. What can you say about that and like that whole concept?
0: Yeah, you know what? I actually been changing my mind on it a little bit lately.
1: Oh, uh-huh. right, right.
0: <laughs> Not like changing my mind, but like uh, my my feelings have developed a little bit. Um, I still love. Uh, archiving things, and it's definitely important. Um, and it's political, also. Um, you know, who decides what to get left behind, uh, and what do we do with what get left behind? Um, it's all political um, and very philosophical undertaking. Um, but I've been thinking about it lately, just in regards to digital media, um, and the hardware we use to store it and transfer it. You know, um, I don't know even you know even archiving CDs are like you know I feel bad using so much plastic
1: <laughs> you know true true Yeah. Uh,
0: and then but you know on the other hand people are like yeah but you know you're only making as many as people buy and you know people are going to hold on to them for a while I'm like yeah but you know we don't live forever you know but the CDs are going to outlive us by so far so much Um. so that's been kind of weighing on my mind a bit lately um, and the vinyl too like I already know it's like a, it's a petrochemical process you know so I'm like I already know that kind of we kind of shouldn't be doing it at such a crazy scale, you know. But I love vinyl records. You know, I love collecting them, too. You know, I love playing them. I love making them. Um, they're sick. But at a certain point, it's like, all right, when is too much, too much, you know. At what point do we actually need to sit and, like, honestly divest from this as a whole practice? Um, and I think, at least for vinyl, you know, maybe the time has come, you know. And maybe CDs, too. I know streaming is bad, you know. And streaming is, like, terrible, right. But we got to find, we have to find some sort of medium. Um, but it all starts with you know the general public's relationship to ownership too Um, you know so that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms
1: yeah definitely it's 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 a very nuanced you know mentality to live behind Uh, more so just on the inverse of that like I know you're someone you're a librarian if I'm correct right or you were a librarian I was for like seven months yeah it was sick Yeah, yeah yeah you were talking a big point about like you know, scanning PDFs, scanning books, making sure that the public has like free access to this information—something yeah. um, I have a lot of respect for, like and a lot of appreciation for. I definitely read a lot of those PDFs. So yeah, sick. Thanks. righty. So March seventh sees uh, the release of your new album, uh, Black Life Red Planet. How mm-hmm. was the process of, you know, that album's inception? How long have you been working on it? Like, what do you want the public to take away from its release?
0: Yo, yeah, it's been like, I've been working on an album for like almost two years, um, which if you know me for, you know, since the beginning of my career, usually it doesn't take me that long <laughs> to make a, it doesn't, usually I don't take such a large break in between projects. Um, I like to kind of put stuff out as I make it, or at least that's how I started. I started just releasing stuff as I was making it. Um, I wasn't too precious about um you know, really like you know, rollouts so to speak. Because I was, I was still nobody. You know, nobody was listening to it anyway. So I mean, I was chilling, just kind of making music, putting it out. Um, and that's still kind of how I try to approach it. I don't, I don't, don't want to overstress it too much. Uh, but yeah, I was working on. It was originally called Tomorrow's from my apartment. Um, and it was going to be like an escapist sci-fi story, um, and that's kind of the idea I was working with when I made like the first batch of tracks like two years ago. Um, and that was before my Rhythm Seeker EP came out with Ghostly. Um, but I was, the album was still, like, kind of, like, in its infancy, so I didn't really know what it was going to look like. I didn't really know to what scale it was going to be, like, was it going to be, you know, like, all live instruments? Am I going to have to do, like, a real studio album? Uh, Or is this going to be something I can still do at home? Um, am I going to have vocalists? Am I going to do vocals? Like, I was still trying to figure out all that stuff. Um, but I had a a little batch of kind of spacey... Uh, drum and bass tracks, um, and then I made a I made a couple footwork tracks with my homie Swoozie Swoozie Dolphin, who also mastered the album for me. Uh, I made a couple footwork tracks with him. I took one of those, put it on the album. So at this point, I had maybe like six or seven tracks that I was looking at, and then I didn't know what to do with him for like a year. I started working on a like a, a jazz fusion drum and bass track that I had did drums for that I really like. Um, and then I sent those to, I did some like really elementary keys too. Like, I don't really play, I don't play keyboard like that, you know? Uh, but I got my Ableton push. So I play a little bit of road here and there, but I sent that to my homie Harrison and I was like, yo, I need you to beef this up with like some real keys, uh, and, like some real chord progressions. Uh, cause I don't really know what I want, but I got this melody I think is cool. And I think you can, you know, make it more excellent. Um, and that's exactly what he did. He had some keys, um, and some vibraphone and it was so sick. And then I just needed some guitar. So I got my homie, uh, who's also a Virginia local, 48th Street, to play some guitar. Turned out sick. And by then, I had the bones for like my favorite album on the track. It's called Mars and its Moons. Um, it was the first time I felt like I really like we did like a real composition. Like, you know, like obviously I have a respect for my for dance music and my work in dance music and whatnot. But you know, sometimes you just want to feel like you just like I really wrote some you know, <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. I feel like most of the time I'm able to, I'm just clicking in, drums doing samples, uh, which is awesome too. Which is still, you know, that's still just different, just different forms, you know, what I meant. So I'm just like, I just wanted to get some live elements, really. I wanted to really like see what I could do with some live elements and turn out sick. Um, so I'm proud of that one. Then I made like a Latin house track, like maybe three or four months after that. Um, but over the course of that year and a half, uh, of doing the jazz song and trying to figure out how to finish the album um, I had put out some of the demo tracks on CD I think I sold like 40 of them 50 of them so some of the songs have already been floating around for a bit um, but now I'm just kind of like okay now I'm gonna officially put it out like for real this time um, buffed a mix on a lot of them uh, rearranged a lot of them too so it does sound like quite a bit different now um, and then came like in the last three months, three or four months or so, as I've been finishing it up and starting to roll out, uh, I've just been figuring out how I'm going to incorporate the narrative elements. Because um, uh, I'm always kind of like not very direct about like the narrative that I've tried to put into my albums. Uh, like with Time Traveler, it, it only became kind of obvious once the music video came out. But everything before that was kind of nebulous, um, which wasn't on purpose, but it was just, you know, just to kind of natural distance between artists and audience i think but this time i'm trying to be a little bit more upfront about it if i can so on my website if you go to the uh the projects page i talk about all my different influences and stuff from uh how i've been working on the album and then and then i'm also making a text-based game to go along with the album um so that's gonna be sick when i get that finally out um and have a kind of a more literary aspect to the album i think it'd be a nice component. Um, and really kind of bring people into the, the world of the album a little bit more. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know when I'm gonna finish it though.
1: <laughs> Once again, this album does come out March 7th, Market Calendars. Uh be sure to listen. Bouncing off of that, some sort of breaking news. You recently uh just tweeted you had a sync or had a you had a song played on the radio in Oslo, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No, that was my mistake. I said I said Switzerland, <laughs> and I was trying to make a joke about the capital of Switzerland, and I was like, I said Oslo, I was like, Oh no, that's Sweden. Um, but yeah, I was just I was just looking through my royalties. Uh, and I has I got some radio royalties from uh from Switzerland. I was like, what? That's sick. <laughs> I was like, who's playing the question on the radio in Switzerland? That's awesome.
1: <laughs> True. What can you say more so about like uh the outreach you think your music has like internationally? I feel like that's a crazy thing to wake up to and like one day, yo, know, they're bumping my stuff in like Switzerland. Um, yeah, is that I like a common it occurrence? Is,
0: it is kind of surprisingly like. I don't really know. I can't I don't really know how to get a grasp on my international audience because I also haven't been that many places. Um, like, I know when I go to Canada, like sometimes I'll be like when I go to shows, like there are people who like actually know who I am. I'm like, okay, that's sick. Like people know who I am. Um in Vancouver it was like a two like people were like, Yeah, like we know you like I was like, okay, this is sick. But I haven't been to Japan yet, even though I have like a pretty not a huge like chunk of my audience, but I have like a, a decent Japanese audience. But I haven't been anywhere internationally where I had a sizable audience and be like whoa like people who actually know me um so it's kind of hard to wrap my head around but it feels cool seeing the stats feels cool at least so i think it's sick
1: now once again your album black life red planet comes out march 7th uh you're honing in that release with a performance at elsewhere march 9th um i believe with opener uh Nyonte as well yeah if you're in new york go peep of course um Along with live shows, you are performing in Chicago at Lincoln Hall? Shuba's. Shuba's? At Shuba's, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. You're performing at Shuba's in Chicago, February 3rd. Now, what can you talk about that performance, your opener and all that?
0: Yo, the release party is going to be so sick. Uh, Nyonte is awesome. I was stoked about having another Southerner in the building and a rapper in particular. Uh, I'd be wanting to do more shows with rappers, but I don't really get the chance to that much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I go to a lot of rap shows. I went to the 454 show in Richmond. I went to the Mike show in Baltimore. Like, I be going to the shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm finally, you know, finally doing one together with a rapper that I like. So I'm super stoked on that. And then for Shubus, yo, it feels good to be, to have another show in Chicago. I've been wanting to come back for so long. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Your last show was uh, the LDS Summit in last last summer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, it was so crazy. It was so (laughs) insane. Yo, the Lincoln Hall show was so crazy. The footage was so sick. Um, I had so much fun, dude. Chicago's awesome. So Shuba should be fun too. Um uh, a little bit smaller room, which I like. I like a I like I like a little tight room. Um, so we pack that out, get some dances going. It's gonna be sick. And then Zora's opening for that. Yo, Zora's so sick. Uh, they play a lot of a lot of really deep jazzy tracks that I like. I like their mixes a lot. So I think, uh, and I want—I've been wanting to play with them too for a while. That's why I was trying to go back, come back to Chicago. For a while. I was like, yo, I got to get knees, or uh, and then hopefully I can come back and get some of my other Chicago friends. Um, so yeah, it feels good to like come here and like be in touch a little bit with the scene. And then I want to—I want to kind of like include myself a little bit more too in Chicago. I have a lot of respect for the local scene, so I want to meet people and you know get involved and try to play some cool music.
1: Definitely, definitely. Once again, that is February third. If you're available, go peep uh lastly um uh, one question i just love to ask our total guest is um what are some artists that you're just listening to right now that you don't think people are listening to people you want to like put on give their flowers you know
0: uh, uh yes actually wait let me look at my recently listen for music. sure for sure because off rip number one i'm gonna say moody man and fred p because i know people aren't listening to them enough. uh moody man is awesome i think he's the greatest producer ever uh, and I think the same with Fred P, dude. Fred P is awesome. He makes the most like meditative, like deep house and tech house tracks. I have a lot of respect for his work as well. Um, but on the rap side of things, people gotta listen to El Custo. I met true, him. I heard it through Nyante Yo, he is so sick. If you can't spell that, S E L space C O U S T E A U. Who's pulling the-
1: up, uh, pulling up on the mic tour at the Metro in April yes. for Chicago heads.
0: Yes, that's a real rapper. Tapping to Nyante as well. Tapping into my homie River Moon. She's been going crazy. Uh, yeah, dude, it's so much good music.
1: Well, Gum, thank you so much for joining us down the tunnel. Uh, where can people find you on social media and streaming services?
0: I'm Gum MP3 everywhere. Um, Gum dot MP3 on Instagram. Gum underscore MP3 on Twitter. Uh, And likewise,
1: on other social platforms. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us down the tunnel. Don't get lost on the way out.